May the Lord bless and guard you. May the Lord's face shine light upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord's face be lifted to you to give you peace. These words are at least 3,000 years old. They're called the priestly blessing. And in the Hebrew scriptures, they were spoken to Aaron, the prophet of Israel, to protect his people when they were in exile. And recently I've been thinking about, we've all been thinking about blessings and about how in our busy lives it can sometimes be difficult to find time to both give and receive a blessing. So I thought in this series on blessings, we would talk about our busy lives, right? And who doesn't have a busy life? We all seem to be running from place to place. Life in the 21st century is overwhelming most of the time. I think about my own sort of daily schedule, right? I set my alarm for 6.30 in the morning and I press snooze. I press snooze again. I pull myself out of bed just in time to take a shower and have a quick breakfast. Sometimes I rush out the door, sometimes I sit at my computer from about 8 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock at night. And then I think about dinner, I plop myself in front of the TV maybe, and then about 10 o'clock, you know, I don't have much energy left over, I go to bed, try to get a good night's sleep, I wake up, I do the whole thing all over again. And you probably have similar experiences, but with different challenges. Some of you rush to take your children to school or to care for someone in need. Others rush to open a business, to work outside or at a hospital or in a warehouse. Or you rush to all kinds of appointments and meetings and visits. And so let's ask ourselves, in all of the busyness of the day, are you taking time for rest? Time to care for yourself? What might be helpful for us to consider is a shift in the way that we look at our world, a shift in the way that we treat ourselves and in the way that we allow God and other people to treat us as well. You know, as followers of Christ, we know that God will take care of us, but we don't let that stop us from worrying about tomorrow and about what might lie in store for us. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of this city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord, only when Babylon's 70 years are completed 
will I visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to this place from which I sent you into exile. In the book of Jeremiah, the prophet writes that God knows what our future holds. God has a plan to prosper our lives and ensure we will not be harmed, plans that give us a hope and a future. Our scripture from Jeremiah tells of a time when the Israelites were desperately in need of rest and comfort. They had been taken into exile by the Assyrian king, Nebuchadnezzar, and they were in exile in Babylon. And many of us are familiar with the comforting words of Jeremiah 29, 11, but there is another piece to this story. Jeremiah writes that the people who were cornered on all sides by stressful situations, they should build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat, marry and have sons and daughters. Now, why would God tell his people to do all these things if they are in the middle of an exile, when their lives have been turned upside down. You see, even in our most challenging moments, God's blessing is still a part of us. And here is where we find God giving us a powerful invitation, an invitation to realize that while difficult circumstances will always be a part of life, God will deliver us and give us what God has promised. When 70 years are completed in Babylon, God says, I will come to you. I will fulfill my promise and will bring you back to this place. God will rescue the exiles and give them a future. They just have to hold on, live their lives. And we know that they do this because eventually the exile ends and the Israelites return to their homes. There will always be difficulty around us. There will always be a news headline, a story that saddens us, a mistake that we make that we think is just the end for us. We might not be able to fix everything that comes our way. The Israelites in exile couldn't change everything they were going to, but God saw a way for them down the road. All the Israelites needed to do was to keep on living, to keep showing up, to keep their faith. God would see them through. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither, snow, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, 
and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. It's hard for us to let go of our need to control our lives. Our desire to control is fixed in the belief that if only things would go the way we planned, all would be well. If only God would just listen to us, we've got a plan. That's not how it works, unfortunately. Just look at what happens in our world when human beings try to control everything. Look at the pain it produces. Look at the anxiety and the worry it produces. But the gospel tells us that God cares for us like the birds of the air, tiny and delicate, unable to care for themselves, yet God feeds them. And God tends to the flowers of the field, which can so easily be swept away by storms. God cares for them too. Even though we are more valuable to God than birds or flowers, we still worry about how we will care for ourselves. We still worry about what we will eat or drink or what we will wear or how many likes we will get on Facebook or what our friends think of us. But God invites us to give up that life of constant worry and anxiety. Why? Because we have God with us. Because we have each other. Two. Last week, we wrote Beatitudes to share with one another. And a special thank you to the Reverend Kelly Hansen, to Sally Huggins, to Heather Winkler. There is a poster out in the narthex with all of those Beatitudes typed out. And I invite you to go after the service and check it out. We don't have time to read all of them in this service, but I did want to share a few of them with you because your words are a reminder to me of what we share as a people of God, the common link that binds us together. See, we all want a future. We all want to be free. We all want to be loved. And our job as followers of Christ is to do what we can to make this a reality for all people. Here's some of what you wrote. Blessed are the children, for they are innocent. Blessed are the teenagers who are struggling with their identity, for they are beloved of God. Blessed are the children, for they give us hope. Blessed are the parents, for they may be a blessing to their children. Blessed are the musicians, for they offer the scope of human existence, the good, the bad, the joyful, the sorrowful. Blessed are the medical caregivers, CNAs, office professionals, nurses, NPs, PAs, and doctors, for they provide unselfish healing and care. Blessed are the elders because they give us guidance, history, and hope. Blessed are the bullies for they just need a little love in their lives. Let me be that love. Blessed are the wives and mothers, for they share love with everyone. 
Blessed are the neglected, for they shall be loved. Blessed are the immigrants, for they shall find a home in God. Blessed are the veterans, for they are loved and appreciated for their service. Blessed are the martyred each day by the privilege and power of others, for they will be welcomed into God's kingdom. Their loved ones will be comforted. We will be challenged to hope and work for justice. I invite you in the week to come to find a way to rest in God's blessing to lean in, to receive the support that God gives and the support that this community and your community, family and friends can give to you too. And sometimes this means realizing that we can't do it all. We can't solve every problem, tackle every task, do everything. Sometimes God is found in the willingness to ask someone for help. Sometimes God is found in letting something go. Sometimes God's blessing comes from saying no to that 15th thing that's been put on your plate. How might God show up for you when you slow down, you take a deep breath, and you rest in God's blessing and in God's love? As I end my message this morning, I invite you, if you're comfortable, just to close your eyes once again to take a deep breath and hear again these words of blessing that come to us from thousands of years ago, yet are still as important to hear today as they were then. <clears throat> May the Lord bless and guard you. May the Lord's face shine light upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord's face be lifted to you to give you peace. May we be good to ourselves. May we care for ourselves. May we rest when we are weary so that we may care for others too. May it be so, and may it be soon. Amen.